welcome everybody dating during the apocalypse as we're calling it uh well i guess it's <laughs> socializing in general in this yeah. very uh, unique moment in our history that uh it's never happened before this worldwide pandemic that has never happened before we've had big plagues and stuff but nothing that's kept the whole world home and it's really taking its toll on people socially and people who were actively working on themselves socially have been hit with the big setback as in i can't go near people which on the surface certainly looks like a major drag when it comes to trying to build your social life so today we've got a kind of double hitter for you one is we're going to have a chat uh, mike joe and i about how to socialize during this time which as we were just talking about before we went live maybe an extended period of time we really have no idea how long this is going to last but also it's a welcome to the the newest member of the brojo coaching team good friend of mine joe ducard from the united states um mike and i have been looking to bring someone else in for quite some time but we wanted to ensure that that person is very high quality somebody that we both respect and admire who aligns with the brojo principles but also has ideas of his own and in particular has a specialty expertise in dating and socializing and joe is all of those things and more and so today not only are we introducing joe to our team and to all of you guys but also diving straight into asking him some questions and sucking as much value out of his head as we possibly can in the next hour or so this is brojo online masculinity confidence and integrity joe welcome bro thank you for having me thank you for the kind words as well yeah i'm happy to be here and you know i, I love everything that you guys are doing and everything that you guys are about your values and your integrity and, and you know making us better you know from the inside out you know not just the surface you know all the way on the deep work as well too so i'm happy to add some value and and help and that's that's certainly my mission so we're all aligned so i'm happy to be here and you know help out however i can yeah i have uh, i have no doubt that um well you and i have talked together on the podcast a couple of times plus a bunch of other conversations you and mike have been chatting three of us have been chatting i have no doubt about the, the value that you provide Maybe before we dive into it, um, we've got to assume that some people don't know you yet in, in the community. Do you want to tell us maybe just a little bit of your backstory, particularly in the social realm? How does you came to be a, a coach who works with people socializing and dating? Sure, yeah. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a long story. There's a lot of detail, so I'll try to make it as succinct as possible. But, you know, I pretty much grew up as a guy who wasn't popular, who didn't have many friends who was, you know, pretty much visible to women, to be honest, you know, I, I didn't have any dates and anything like that. And, you know, I grew incredibly lonely by the time I had graduated high school and then was getting into college. And at that point, I had just said, man, I need to make a change. I was actually really overweight as well as almost 350 pounds. And I was like, man, you know, this is so far, so far from my ideal life and what I would like to be like. So I just jumped and found 
self-improvement and self-development and, and, you know, ways of talking to women and all that stuff and just jumped head first and, and really did a complete transformation. I was actually writing in my journal this morning, which is kind of funny. I was writing out what the heck motivated me so much back in my early 20s because my entire day, seven days a week was devoted to, you know, I, I was going to college and working as well, but even at work and after work, every second was devoted to improving myself or being better. You know, there was really, there wasn't really much social media back then. There wasn't really smartphones. So there was no distractions. I mean, I was really incredibly motivated. So it's funny. I was just writing some of those things down, which I thought was interesting. But, um, but anyway, that being said, you know, I had a long journey ahead of me and I just, you know, I never wanted to go back to being lonely and not having people in my life. So I really did whatever it took. I would go out up to seven nights a week. Some nights, I mean, my gosh, some nights I'd approach 50 groups of women in a night if I could, if, I, if it was crowded enough. I mean, and I would just, you know, try to talk to women, try to refine my skills. And eventually I got good at it. Eventually I had lost over 100 pounds. And, and then, you know, it was natural for me to want to help and give back and teach. I asked, asked my father, you know, what should I do next? He's like, you know, you've made such a transformation. You should help other people and teach. So, uh, you know, I did that. And then I started working with what back then the company's not around anymore, but the company was the number one dating company that would take men out in person and show them how to approach women. So um, I interned for them, then became a full-on instructor, then became a master instructor and one of the lead guys in the company that would take guys out and show them how to do it over the course of a weekend. And, you know, ever since then, I've, I've, I've moved more on my own and help people out. And, you know, I've accomplished everything that I've wanted to as far as women and socializing and all that. And, um, you know, which is why I'm always looking for new goals and stuff that excite me. But, uh, but that being said, my biggest goal now is to just give back all the things that I've learned and help other guys out because I know what it's like to be an introvert. I know what it's like to be overweight. I know what it's like to have, you know, to be really in your head, have a lot of anxiety. I had depression and all that stuff. And I know what it's like to work through all that and come out. And, you know, I could definitely say I'm at a place now where I'm proud of the person that I am. Uh, and I don't say that in a cocky or an arrogant way. I say that where, you know, I, I can look back like, damn, I did a lot of work and that was pretty cool. So uh, I'm always looking forward to and excited about sharing with you guys the lessons and the stuff that I've done. And the cool part is that what all of us can do is since we've, we've done the hard yards is we can share with you guys things that work and cut out all the crap because certainly there was, there was a lot of failures and stuff that we tried that did not work very well and we wasted a lot of time on. So the cool thing about learning from people who know what they're doing and have lived and experienced it and still experience it to this day, you know, I'm still very active in it, um, is that we could save you all the time and frustration. So that's the coolest thing. It's an honor. It's a privilege. So that's, that's what I'm all about. Excellent. Yeah. And um, you go much deeper into your backstory, I think, in our first podcast as well. So if people want to dive deeper, they can dig that one out. Of course, we'll be providing resources to all your stuff. Uh, let's let's dive into the topic du jour, um, which is what's on everyone's mind. If they well, everyone who's interested in socialising or working on social stuff at the moment, how the fuck are we supposed to do it now? Everybody's locked down pretty much all over the world, uh, and if they're not, they're going to be soon. Um. Joe, why don't we just start with your overview of just how you feel about what's been happening lately and how it's affected you and what you've noticed in terms of how it affects everybody. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, you know, they say the word unprecedented because there really hasn't been anything like this. I mean, when in, in our lives have they told us to stay in our houses, right? When have they closed down every bar and restaurant and, and most places, right? Besides essential spots, you know, it's really gotten pretty crazy. 
But that being said, you know, there's a little underlying fear and a panic and stuff that's going around. Now, I try not to read too much into the news and, and get too worried about it because you can only do what you can do, right? So, you know, I am trying to isolate myself uh, because we've been told to, right? And, you know, staying, staying home mostly. Um, you know, when I grocery shop, I buy a few extra things so I don't have to go out as much. Um, working out from home and, and whatever not. I mean, the places where I usually go to socialize are close, so there's not really much of that. Um, has it affected me? Sure. I mean, it's affected all of us staying at home. I, I've gotten a little stir crazy myself as well, as I'm sure a lot of you guys have. Um, it certainly affected my business. I had clients who I was going to work with who now it's all been postponed, which, um, you know, it, that is what it is. I mean, there's people who've, who've lost their entire businesses now and all this stuff. So I really feel bad for, obviously, the people who are getting sick. I feel bad for the people, you know, the old people who are this is a bigger threat to. Um, I feel really bad, especially for the people who are losing money and, and stuff from their businesses. And that, that's just, it's really difficult. And, you know, with just about everything in life, I don't believe, I do not believe everything happens for a reason, but that being said, things do happen. Okay. Whether they're good or bad and they may not happen for any reason. They could be inexplicable. With that being said, you always have a choice of what you want to do with it and how you want to respond. That is always your choice. So you can use this time, and we'll talk more about this later. It's one of my points I have written down, but you can use this time incredibly effectively. You can come out of this better, stronger, smarter, um, with more skills and better shape, whatever it may be. You can use this time uh, very productively. And I, I, I'm, I'm like a lot of you guys, you know, the first week I kind of chilled a little bit. I ate a little more food than I probably should have. I had snacks and stuff, but now I'm realizing we may be like this for a while. So I've now kicked up my exercising and and uh, my reading and, and got more productive as well this next week. I'm really gearing up for, uh, for what to do here. And like I said, we'll talk more about that. But um, what can we do, man? We got to make the best of it. So that's why we're here to share something positive with you. Not, oh, this thing is spreading and be careful in business and wash your hands and all that. We're not going to be telling you all that stuff. We're going to tell you some stuff that can really empower you and, and uh, help you come out stronger from this. So that's my goal with this conversation for sure. Absolutely. Mike, how about you, man? How have you seen this affect yourself and others? Yeah, I think it's been exactly the same as what Joe's describing on a personal level. Week one is just transition and adapting to the new realities and feeling a little bit like, you know, this is this feels like a almost a holiday initially, like I'm going away on vacation. But who knows how long this this lasts. So I need to redesign everything. For me, it's been largely about coming up with a 30-day plan mapping out what is my fitness going to look like 30 days of at home gym what's my social life look like 30 days at home no face to face contact you know what's my work going to work like for the next 30 days if i can nail that down in a comfortable way and establish new routines then i know i'm moving forward very very comfortably the challenge that i've had the reason i actually wanted to have this particular topic discussion with joe is you know, I've been taking some guys out in Auckland. You know, we've been doing quite a bit of socializing as some of the primary work. And one of the big reasons for that is aside from deciding, des desiring to develop dating and social skills, is that it's one of the biggest confidence builders that guys can do. It's just building that sense of fearlessness, that sense of I can connect with anybody is, is fantastic. And suddenly that's been shut off. So I've got three guys in particular who are now coming to me with, well, what do we do now? Like we can't go out and say hello. We can't even really go to grocery stores and socialize. We can't walk up and down Queen Street. We can't do anything. Um, what are my options? 
and I had come up with a lot of different ideas on what types of things you can do socially from your desk at home, which of course is the least optimal situation. There's nothing that replaces face-to-face -face contact, both in terms of how you feel, how it challenges you, and in terms of the kinds of connection you can make. Um, so that's why Joe and I began discussing this. What do you do in a situation where you're stuck to digital media? What do you do in a situation where you may never meet this person or there's all sorts of new emotional realities and stresses and fears coming to the surface? How do you build connection? I thought this is a really good discussion. It's definitely a challenge that everyone is facing. Even people that don't normally have social anxiety are suddenly stuck. I feel almost worse for the extroverts that are stuck at home. They gotta be dying, <laughs> you know? You doing okay, Joe? <laughs> it's tough, man, it's a challenge, it really is. I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's uh, I crave now, I mean, I used to be very introverted, but I, I took my, redid my Myers-Briggs, I'm definitely more extroverted now, and it's like, man, I'm like, almost like telling my friends, hey, I got a cornhole set outside, like, hey, come by, maybe we'll have a barbecue, like five people or something, you know, like, mm -hmm. just trying to get some type of connection. Like, this is one of the things that I have written down, you know, is, is to, have this type of these type of discussions and calls right obviously it'd be better if us three were in person but you know this is one of those things too right where you could adapt i mean i know you got a bunch of great ideas too man. um but but yeah it's we got to do the best we can it's just it is it, very tough and it's only gonna feed more introversion and for me like my social anxiety gets a lot worse when i stay indoors and i'm introverted. yeah yeah when i look at the problem as a whole i've kind of broken it down into a couple different areas of challenge that everybody's facing um, that I can see. Let's actually start with that. I'd like to make sure we're actually talking about the right topics. Um, the first topic is, of course, uh, how do you meet new people? How do you start a connection with somebody who you don't know deeply? That's a whole category. Uh, I could call it just, you know, approaching or meeting is what you would normally do in a live situation. Now, obviously, the rules and the opportunities are different. And we could, we could do a whole session just on that, and we probably should. Uh, the second one is how do you build connection? Because that's very difficult to do digitally. Now, it's way better. Like when I was growing up, we didn't have this. You know, this, we, we didn't have the ability to do live video chats. It was voice only, and it was a phone, and it was usually a shitty connection. So things have changed a lot. I think there's a lot of opportunity there, and I really wanted to tune in our uh, attention to that and help guys understand what this connection look like and how can you build it without being face-to-face, -face, at least as best as you can. And I think the third thing is, how do you keep a relationship growing? Whether it's a relationship you've already had and you're just now no longer able to have your Friday date nights or whatever it is, how do you keep things strong? How do you keep that emotional undercurrent growing and developing. Those are kind of my top three areas. What do you guys think? Yeah, we actually, we've got a question come through, which is related to the first one you brought up. And maybe we can start with that question and then develop out from there. Because um, I, I agree with, yeah, essentially there's starting new connections, there's building those into deep connections, and they're staying connected with people you already know. Uh, I actually know some couples who are split up by this. So there are now some couples who have been forced into essentially long distance relationships, even though they're just down the road from each other. 
um, and that's a first for them. So let's, let's start with this first question because I thought this was a really interesting one for the guys who are kind of trying to force, uh, they're trying to keep doing what they were doing before. Um, so here's the question. When I'm out walking and I see really attractive women walking too, you're not supposed to come within two meters of another person. Everyone's taking a wide berth of each other. I always wave out and say hello to everyone, but I haven't had the courage yet to stop and try to engage with someone from a distance. I feel it would be a bit creepy for someone to have a random guy come and try and chat to them during Armageddon lockdown. What are your thoughts on that? So what are your thoughts on long distance approaching? Joe, what's your first reaction to that? You know, it's, it's funny that you actually say that because as we're here, I'm on my porch and I have people walk by all the time. There's a couple of girls that walk by who had walked by just, just before we got on the call and I smiled and waved at them. They get big smiles. They wave back. They're all happy. And then uh, the way back, I moved a little more into the corner of the porch so I don't get distracted. But on the way back, they, they're peeking over again to kind of see whatever. So I was thinking in my head, I was like, you know, next time these girls walk by, I should say what's up to them. So, you know, I was thinking how I would do it. So I would just wave hi. And just ask some type of question, like, uh, how's your guys' day going? And then kind of walk. I'd walk a little bit towards them. And then I have a fence, so I just kind of stand and talk to them. But, you know, I've even thought about that in other situations. You know, if somebody nowadays, this isn't always, obviously, and it's definitely not when you're out in a, uh, in a social setting, like a bar or something like that. But nowadays, with this stuff that's going on, if, if, if you say hi and wave at someone and they don't respond at all or they don't respond favorably then you, i would say definitely don't approach that person I, w- I would just kind of leave that as that where you know you could be out at night you could tap a girl on the shoulder from behind and, and start a conversation right you know but that this is this is a different type of time but you know if you smile you wave you say hi they, they smile they wave back it seems like a good response you could stop i would try stopping and saying uh, you know how's how's your day going you don't have to come in and shake the hand or whatever not but you could stop and talk and you know keep a little bit of distance you know maybe Maybe we could break the six feet or the two meter rule just just to drop. But you know, I why not give it a shot to try to try to talk a bit and see how things are. And the thing is, as someone comes more comfortable with you during the conversation, then you know everything else should be fine. You'd be able to exchange contacts and go from there. Um, now, personally, I haven't done much of that because I don't really see many people. Like I said, I seen a couple of girls walking by the porch from the Armageddon here. But uh, it's something that was actually just on my mind before this, and I was like, wow, I should actually try this. And, Try to talk to some people so i think you can try it and you should but just to just to say and just to throw that out there i wouldn't expect much from this right i would i wouldn't expect to go out for three hours a day and you know trying to uh, approach girls and and whatever not and for it to be a really lucrative thing i mean because even grocery stores are not letting that many people in and i'd say even if you get too close in a grocery store something people might, might freak out because even the employees are watching and all that other stuff if you're at a park or a walking trail or something if you're hiking or whatever, not and people kind of out in nature and about, which I recommend all, all you do if you can. I've been doing that. It's been fantastic. There's been a lot of people around. So in those type of situations, I think you can actually give this a shot. That's just my opinion. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's extrapolate from that. Meeting new people. So that's one option is a sort of more careful, long distance, make sure they're reciprocating before you take it further type in-person approach which i think will become ever more limited i mean i I went to the pharmacy yesterday and i saw there's two types of people there are people hiding in a corner covered in like six masks who were scared that i was even looking at them and then there were guys who were like coming right up to me to shake my hand and i'm like dude 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 the hell now i'm scared um so i think people are going to take some time to get like adjust to the new reality 
what other ideas do you guys have around ways to initiate with new people in this time? Before we go into uh, the other ways, the electronic side, I wanted to add some notes to, to Joe's uh, example. It, what I'm finding in Auckland is that I think I think the way you described it, Dan, actually fits well. It seems like there are two types of people. There are people that are very, very concerned about what's going on. They want as much distance between themselves and everyone else as possible, and that's an increasing number of people. They're probably a bit introverted already, but now they're full-on germaphobes, right? And if you say hi from 10 meters away, they still panic a bit. And that's one of the things I really wanted to say is that I'm noticing that people are a lot more on edge, might just be Auckland, I don't know, I'm assuming most places have something similar. So if you do see an opportunity to greet someone and verbally address them from a safe distance, don't expect anything. Just be in the mindset that 99% chance they're just gonna ignore you or they're gonna say something nasty, right? And that's fine, it's not about you. They are just super stressed and feeling super anxious and feel, they feel threatened because every person around them could be a risk. So the, the mindset that I go into in those situations is if I see an opportunity to be social, I, my first concern is, do they feel safe? Is there plenty of distance? Are my feet planted and they can see that I'm not moving towards them, right? If I say hello from a a fair distance away, and then they respond positively, immediately I know I can start a conversation. I'm still not gonna walk up towards them, right? But um, I think that's where the opportunity lies. This is really a great time. What, what you'll find is that women want to connect more than anything right now, right? That sense of being isolated is, is killing a lot of my female friends, that sense of being alone. So you will find that there are people out there just desperate to see a smile or hear a hello or have a conversation, um, but keep their safety and their and, and respect for them at the highest possible priority, right? And your own too. As you don't know, they, they could potentially be sick. So your goal is simply invite big smiles, big warm friendliness, no advancing, I don't. I haven't even thought about what I would do if I was trying to, to date or if I was interested in approaching somebody. Is probably yell across the square, "Hey, give me your phone number, and I'll I'll call you." There's not much else you can do, right? It's not like you can set a date, so you're pretty limited. But I think that that still has value. You know, being okay with being rejected, even expecting it, I find that very very healthy as part of a confidence builder. Is it's not about what I get back. It's about me taking action and making making an attempt. So I think that that's, that's a beautiful opportunity if you should have it. Um, one thing I would caution people is if you're in line, you know, you got that two meters distance thing going on right now where you're queuing up waiting to get into the grocery store. That is a hard place to start conversations, just too close to people. I noticed I, I made an attempt the other day. Oh man, people were not pleased. <laughs> I was like, that's all right, sorry. I'll just stay quietly over here. But I still tried, and I was happy that I tried, but I fully respected that people just were not interested in connecting. It just felt too close. So be very mindful of that. Yeah, one thing I noticed when I was talking to a few people when I was waiting at the pharmacy was 
they felt a lot more comfortable if my body language clearly said I'm not coming any closer. So I was actually leaned back against my car, just chilling and mm. talking like that. And when I leaned back like that, I could see them visibly relax. Mm. Whereas when I saw a guy walking around, they were watching him like he had a gun, you know, they were just they're like, where's this guy walking to? What's his next move? Like he's going to suddenly sidestep and cough into their face, you know? Um, so if you're going to talk, I'd say first establish that kind of physical presence. Like I'm not coming any closer. Don't worry about me sort of thing. Probably makes a big difference. Um, so yeah, other meeting people in person, let's just say it's possible. Um, but at least I think until people get used to what's happening, you're going to get some very kind of cautious, concerned reactions. So what are the other ways to meet new people? I think one of my own favorites. So, so now we're really into online territory, right? We're talking about digital media, phone calls, uh, chat rooms, meetup.com, Facebook, and then of course, as well as dating specific apps, you know, Tinder and Bumble and all the other ones out there. Um, there are a lot of ways to be social, digital only. I think for me, let's do it this way. Um, I'll list kind of my favorite ways and then Joe can list his and then Dan, you can list yours. So I think they'll all be a little bit different. I think it has as much to do with how I connect as it does with and, and who I'm connected to as it does with the technology itself. So my favorite way is to go through um, all of my past connections that have gotten cold, there are thousands. If I look at my phone address book, people that I haven't contacted in ages. Um, now, right now I'm dating someone and I'm in a committed relationship. But if I was dating, there are hundreds and hundreds of people that I have contacted at some point as during my self-development and growth that I could easily pick up the phone and say, hey, I just wanted to check in. I haven't talked to you in years. How are you doing? Um, Facebook, same thing. WhatsApp, same thing. I uh, don't use email much. But, but honestly, I could spend the next 30 days just contacting 50 people a day and probably not run out by the end of the 30 days. And I've seen great, great success with that. I'd say probably even like old Tinder matches that where the conversation just dropped off, or old Bumble matches. There are so many people there who you've already, you're not an unknown random stranger. You're someone they've already had a conversation with. So there's immediately, the, the, the seed is already sprouted basically. Simply a question of is now the right time to water it and see what happens. And if nothing else, it gives me a great way to practice diving straight into that emotional vulnerability and that emotional connection. That idea of, hey, I just wanted to check up on you. I have no idea what your life situation is now. It's been some time since we talked. You could be married and have kids or you could, you know, I don't even know. And that's all fine. This is about me stepping out there, taking a risk, practicing confidence, practicing um, social skills. I would say that pretty much everybody watching this has a list of people that you haven't contacted. They might even be old high school friends, a girl that you used to like, right? or an old college buddy, or um, there's just tons and tons of people. And for this exercise, I'd say, um, 
obviously we're talking more about dating. So you're talking about people of the opposite sex that you'd be most interested in. But I'd say practice it with everyone because part of your goal here is just to continue developing your sense of self-confidence and your comfort with discomfort and social exposure. That's probably my favorite. Cool. Joe. Uh, yeah, like Mike's point is awesome. And I agree with it so much that it was one of my four points that I actually wrote down on my notebook. I mean, it was the message old contacts. Like, I want to make sure that I don't repeat everything you said because everything you said was so fantastic. So I only want to add if there's anything extra to it. But everything you said was was so true and so perfect. The way that I've done it, I'll give some examples, is just going through my messages. Like if you open your messages on your phone now, I've just scrolled down. Okay. So now I just start to scroll down and say, oh, what was this random number that I didn't save? Oh, that, oh, that was that girl. Okay, let's just check in. And I've only done this with a few, granted, but Mike's right. I mean, I have lots of these numbers and I'll get several of these in a weekend, every weekend. So I mean, I have so many of them. But you can go through and pick and choose and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that girl. Hey, how you holding up uh, nowadays? Or a funny picture, right? There's so many memes going around of coronavirus stuff and whatever, you know, toilet paper, uh, paper towels cut into three pieces to make a toilet paper or something or whatever. Or like, hey, look what I just found, a picture of some toilet paper. It doesn't have to just be about toilet paper, but, you know, anything. One funny one I said says, I'm either going to come out of this. 25 pounds lighter or 50 pounds heavier we don't know <laughs> so like something a little funny like that and now you could go through your old contacts and you could you can message any of those girls that you want to rekindle with that's probably the best and the easiest because like mike said it's not a total stranger you could do that on messages you could do it on dating apps like you said old ma old uh, matches uh, i do it on instagram as well too you know if you post a story and see people are watching your stories and maybe it was a girl you thought of contact with just message her and say hey how are you holding up what's new right so you could definitely reconnect with those old people as far as, um, you know, women that you've met before. Now, that being said, like Mike said, as being social in general, uh, it's a practice that I do every week and almost every day in my normal life. Anyways, I stay in contact with friends who are just important to me in general. Now is a better time than ever because they're not in the office. They're not at their normal nine to five. So they can pick up the call. Yesterday, I had three or four FaceTime chats with some friends of mine just to connect and rekindle, you know, and just to get a little bit of that social, you know, feeling. I'm, I'm getting a lot of messages, you know, I'm texting with a lot of people. And then what I'm doing sometimes is some of my friends that I'm texting a lot, I just FaceTime them right in the spot. Say, hey, look, we're texting. Let's, let's chat. Let's catch up, right? And I'll have a good hour-long chat with, with some people, right, and, and really connect. So now is – actually, FaceTime was another point, so I'll just throw that in there as well. You know, the FaceTime is just a – it's a lifesaver, man. I mean, it's a, it's a technology that, if you really think about it, we didn't have this thing even, like, I mean, it's got to be, it's that less than 10 years old, the, uh, the actual FaceTiming on the iPhone. I mean, it couldn't be more than 10 years old. So think about how new and how cool this is that we can, yeah, Skype has been around, I guess, a little longer than that, but, but still, to be able to connect with someone and have a chat where you can actually see their face and see their reactions or whatnot. Now, it's not as good as the real thing, but it's pretty close, okay? So it's an awesome, awesome thing to do. And I find that when I have these conversations with my friends, especially, you know, all these great new ideas come up. You know, when me, Mike and Dan talked the other day, you know, we came up with some cool stuff, had some good ideas and, 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 and brainstormed and put some things together, which is kind of tough to do just on your own. So there's a lot of power with, with uh, reconnecting with people. But I mean, I agree with Mike so much, you know, reaching out to the old context would probably be the number one way of reconnecting this, even with women too. Now, if you have some time, you want to do some texting, you want to pick up the phone and do a call. You know, if you have that type of form, do a FaceTime chat with 
even some of these women, you could start to build something where this is going to end. You know, this is going to be over. We are going to be able to leave our houses eventually, right? So at that, if you start to build something like that, then maybe it's something that you can explore um, either later on or if that person's open to meeting. You know, it's, it's not illegal to meet with somebody one-on-one if you're going for a hike. Um, I had a date last weekend. I just went for a drive with a girl. and We, we went to check out what the, what the city looked like, right? So you can actually meet up with people. So that, that, that is an important thing. And then obviously there's dating apps, there's messaging people on Facebook and stuff like that. But, um, you know, and in person a little bit, I think that's really your options. I mean, I don't know if you guys have any other besides that, I think those are, those are it. And not only are those it, but there can be an abundance of people you can contact and connect with just with those avenues. Yeah. I think, um, what the only thing I'd throw in there is let's imagine I'm someone who doesn't have a big backlist of old contacts or I'm not interested in them. For me personally, what I've found is I've been connecting with new people through our Brojo group, which gives me the idea of groups, online groups, groups that are themed around something that you're interested in. It's almost like going to an actual online activity for a group. So let's say you're into board games, there's board game groups. Let's say you're into hiking, there's hiking groups. Let's say you've got social anxiety, there's social anxiety groups. You get involved in the discussion boards in those groups and it's really easy to get into like a good discussion and comments and say, actually, let's jump on a Skype or a FaceTime. So it's, it's really easy to sort of, you can, you can even, there's a kind of a qualification that you start scrolling through the posts and you see someone saying something you like, something that you resonate with, something you connect with. I mean, they're basically like laid out an invitation to say hi to them. And you can also sort of skip over the people who say something you don't like or whatever. So you see someone, they write something that you really resonate with, then give them a genuine heartfelt reaction, you know, type in there like, man, I really liked what you said. That really hits home. Uh, I've got so much to say about that. If you're bored, let's jump on a call. You can just dive straight into it. Um, and of course, for those of you who have more sort of social anxiety, you can actually build up, start with just sort of text-based conversation until you feel comfortable enough to maybe take it uh, to a next level. And that's what I love. If you've got things like Facebook and some other apps, you can record your voice, you can record videos, you can actually ease your way up towards live video chat. So if you're not quite comfortable with that yet, I mean, I even know confident people who are uncomfortable with the video chatting because it's just a bit bizarre compared to real life. But you can ease up to it, go from text, to voice you know even on whatsapp you can record your voice rather than typing something and just slowly build up the realness from there see that would be my number one if you're looking to meet brand new people is Mm. first find groups where people like you who are interested in similar things uh congregating and just start reaching out and reacting to people and letting them know that you exist and inviting them to a more one-to-one side chat from there. Yeah. I'd have to say that this, this is kind of an unprecedented opportunity to connect to really interesting people that have really great, interesting philosophical mindsets and discussions. And they look at problems in an interesting way. This is one of those rare times when you could reach out to pretty much anyone anywhere in the world. And they've probably got some free time for you for an interesting discussion. But that's a key thing I really want to share here is make sure, just like face-to-face socializing, that you go into it with a mindset of giving. 
you're there to make their life more interesting. You're not trying to get something from them. And it's very important to realize that when it comes to social connection, that hasn't changed at all. How you're connecting is different. Um, whether you can see them or not, you know, quality of voice, when and where uh, you're connecting with them, perhaps across an ocean, all of that can change. But human connection itself doesn't change at all. So you want to make sort certain that if you're messaging an old friend, that you are doing it for the right reasons. You're checking in on them. You're offering them a great conversation. You're genuinely interested in knowing how their life has been for the past couple of years since you last saw them. And you're giving them all the normal space and all the normal respect that you'd really want to, even to a, to a pure stranger. If you go into it with the idea of, man, I really want to date this person. Let me see if I can progress things. They're going to find it. That, that position of neediness is going to create so many problems for you, even in a digital world. Yeah, I think in the digital world, it's very, it's so much easier to essentially reject someone. Um, so if you don't come at this correct, um, people are going to take the safe route and ignore you. And that's nothing to take personally. I think you're going to find people, yeah, maybe a little bit less engaging online in some instances. In other instances, they'll feel safe to take a greater risk because they can always just hit a button and make you disappear anytime. So, um, yeah, kind of a mixture. Joe, let's let's look at, I mean, I think that clearly covers some options that people can at least try for the next couple of weeks, you know, before they start saying there isn't enough ways to meet people. What about taking it to the next level? Actually, Joe, you mentioned you had some points. Maybe we could uh, dive into those and see how they relate to what we're talking about. Well, Mike, um, Mike had some points that were specific about this topic, which I think are good. If Mike, you want to go through those and we can dive into the next one after meeting new people. You had some that were specific about this. I have a couple too, but it's just like the only other one I have pretty much to add to this is like working on other things besides socializing, which will help feed into all areas. I mean, we could talk about that at the end, but like Mike, you had some specific ones, right? That after meeting, you had a, you had a, you had laid it down pretty good in the beginning of the call. I'm trying to remember, we're talking about um, how to deepen the connection with someone. Was that the second one? Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Yeah. Th I think that that is, uh, it's a lot of fun actually. Like the way I define connection is that it is an alignment of thoughts, feelings, you know, three brains is the way I think of it. Your rational thoughts, your mammal brain sense of wanting to connect, and then your emotional brain feeling, your, your reptile brain feeling safe and secure and well supplied in a situation. If all three of those are pointing in the same direction, you're connected. So the idea of connecting with another person involves not just having interesting discussions. You really got to connect on that emotional level too. And that's the challenge here is that in an online environment, you don't have as much body language. You don't have as much sense of this person on the other side. You have a little two-dimensional view where the colors are a bit funky and the audio is a bit cut in and cut out and you lose a lot of fidelity uh, which is why joe face-to-face -face approaching face-to-face -face connections for you is like there's no substitute like you won't even go on tinder you'd be like no nope, no nope, we go, we're going out because there's no better way to connect and that hasn't changed right as humans we can't connect better than that but with that not really being an option right now the question is how do we create emotional connection here 
in this kind of space by voice? I've got some ideas, but I'm curious to hear what you, what you do, Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, um, recently I've re reconnected with, with some friends of mine. Okay. And there's a few things that I've done. Not that, not that I'm like totally tactical with the way I do things, but there were just like questions and things that I was curious and wanted to know about. Like, uh, like a friend of mine who I went hiking with a couple of days ago, I just wanted to kind of get to know like how he started. It was like, Hey man, last time I seen you was X, Y, Z. I was like, what's kind of happened since then? You know, give me a play by play, like how your life's going, what's happened. You know? So we both kind of went back and forth and talked about how our life was. Um, then from there, sometimes, uh, we dug a little bit into our past, even before we had met and some of the other stuff that we'd done. And then one thing that I made sure to bring up and do as well, which I thought was a good connection point was like, okay, so here's where you're at now. Like what's important to you now? Like what's going through your mind a lot? What are your goals? What are you, what are you really interested in right now? Because I think that tells you so much about a person and it's a very simple question, but it's a question we don't really say very much. Right. You may get together with someone, Hey, what happened today? Or yeah. Oh, our friend, blah, blah, blah. And you start talking about other people. Right. And you never really dive in that person. But to ask somebody, you know, what's been on your mind a lot? You know, what's something that you're working on and where you want to go? Um, our good friend, Mike, who we've uh, had on, uh, who Dan's had on this podcast before. I believe Mike's the one who had introduced us years ago. And um, Mike's, Mike will say, um, I like how he says it. He'll say, you know, tell me, um, what are your goals? What are some things you want to accomplish? Because I'd love to know what they are and see if I can support you in any way. You know, and he's genuine when he says that. So definitely don't say it if you're not genuine. Right. But it's a it's a good thing to kind of see where someone's at, what direction they're moving in. And then one thing that Mike does so great, which I love and I do now, too, is, you know, when you connect with that person again. OK, if you're going to have another call with them or a message or something down the line, you could say, hey, man, are you working on X, Y, Z or how's that going? You could just ask how it's going. Um, one of the things that they said that they were interested. Right. So, you know, um, maybe it's in win friends or influence people or something like that. But. I, I believe he says something like find a topic of interest that somebody's really passionate about, right? And that's something that they could really talk about and get them to open up about it, right? And when you find that topic with somebody, you know, and, and it seems like a simple concept, right? But once again, it's something we don't really do very much. When you find that topic with somebody and find it something that they're really fascinated or curious about, you know, it's, it's a point of, it could be a point of commonality, which is always great. But it can be something as well that you, you bring up on future conversations. And it's something that's really important to somebody. For example, when I get on the phone with somebody and they talk about this virus and they over talk about all the articles, you lose me right away. Like, like okay, you're going to give me some facts and some whatever not. But I don't like listening to the news and all the crazy stuff. And someone said an article today, oh, this might go on for a real long time. And this, I'm like, okay, like everyone and their mom's got an opinion. You know, like that actually turns me off. Or if you're going to say, so, so um, what's now that you've had the free time, you've been thinking like, what's been on your mind a lot? What's something that, um, that you're working on during this time? If you told me that I would light up like a, like a, like a, a light and I'd be happy to share that with you. Right. So part of conversation and connecting with people is navigating towards the right topics as well. And if you see some things are not working or some things that, that people aren't interested in, it is, you know, finding things that other people are interested in is, is a great point. It's such a great thing to talk about. And also, sharing what you're interested in as well too, right? Sharing what you're doing and, and, and whatever not. You know, Mike was making some great points and he was talking about connection before. And he said to go in this, not trying to get something from somebody, but to give value, right? And then I started to think, well, how can you give value? And you had mentioned a lot of these things, right? And you could share some, something positive or something good that's going to help the person out. You could, another one I like to do too is making people laugh. You know, I'm making a lot of my friends laugh and, 
and just joking around and making light of things is actually people really appreciate that. You know, I've gotten a lot of good compliments over the last few days about how, you know, it's been nice to make people laugh. And then the other one, which is really huge, and you mentioned too, Mike, is, you know, just being genuinely interested and in listening to somebody, you know, one of the biggest values you can bring to an interaction is to just be an ear to listen to somebody, you know, and, and hear them out and be someone to, uh, to actually care about them. And, you know, you can go too far in that spectrum. Sometimes I believe I go too far in that. Um, so you have to be keen on that too, because you can definitely get caught on, on the calls, which I know you guys have sure been before. We get caught on one of those calls where, you know, you do 1% of the talking and someone just, and just, you know, goes too much. But, you know, when someone does talk, you can listen, hear things, and you can pick up on points of topic and interest and whatever that you want to dive a little bit deeper on. So that's kind of what goes through my head when I think of building more of a connection with somebody. But it's a great opportunity, like you said, where people will have time to talk. They do have more free time now. And it's a great point to really find a great time to kind of find out more about what people are really about, what really drives them, you know, and, and what they're really interested in. And that's how you really connect with people, in my opinion. If we're talking, you know, there's no physical or any of that other stuff going to be involved. You know, one of, one of the funny things about this situation is uh, I bet people are going to come out of this 30 days with a completely different friend circle. Yeah. Just because those new connections that they invest in are going to be so much deeper than the, a lot of the connections they've had in the past. If you can open up and be vulnerable and emotionally connected, that's going to work. And I think that, that that's one of the key things that I look for in those connections is I'm constantly asking the question, how can I bring this into a deeper, more authentic more emotionally vulnerable space. Same process as we always talk about, you know, I'm simply leading and I'm inviting. I'm gonna share this about my past. I'm gonna share this dream about my future and invite them to come to the same level as me. But that's one of, the, the, one of my favorite things to give in a conversation is that a lot of the people I know have at least, you know, some anxiety about this whole situation let's say on a scale of 10, they're, they're hovering at about a four to five, most people I know. If I simply go into a call with someone and say, hey, yeah, it just reminds me that life's always been uncertain. I mean, we could all die at any time. Even without coronavirus, you know, we were all always at risk day after day. That's what life is. It just helps me remember that I need to stay focused on the things that I really want to accomplish with my life. Cause I don't know how much I have left. What do you want to accomplish with your life? Right. And simply that suddenly you've focused someone's attention on what are their dreams? What do they really want to do in their life? What's most important to them. And I find that that's a really special discussion because one, they become very emotionally vulnerable, just like Dan was sharing in uh, you know, once you, once you ask someone why they're deeply passionate about something, that's really, that's you, Joe, actually. Uh, they can open up an entirely new part of their personality to you that they don't normally even stop and think about. Yeah, I think um, I love that. There's only one, there's one thing I would add. Um, I was just thinking, how do you replace the vibe or whatever it is of being in person with somebody? How can you replace that? And you can't. But you can do something that makes up for it, I think. And that is, it's a language technique to change from objective to subjective, to go from talking about facts to talking about your inner experience. You think of the difference between like me saying something like, oh yeah, this COVID thing's pretty hard. That's a factual, objective way of speaking. 
versus me saying, you know, I'm actually struggling a little bit with this, which is a subject of inner experience. It's a much more personal way of saying it. You got to understand when people aren't around you, they in, in video chats, there's delays. You don't see the whole body. You can't quite get the body language uh, messaging that you usually get. And especially if you guys are just on the phone and there's no visual. So you got to take them inside. You got to show them what's going on in your head and in your body. And you can show that with your language. Like one of my favorites is you'll know someone's kind of really paying attention to you when they say something like, you know, as you were talking, this picture formed in my mind of blah, blah, blah. And so you're like there with them inside their mind, going through the process with them. It's a very connecting way. And, and it's just a language thing. You're like, yeah, that's um, like if someone just says, you finish talking and they just start talking about something else. You don't know if they're really listening. You don't know if it's related, but it might be. And you just didn't use language to kind of demonstrate that you're kind of keeping that distance with your language. But if you were to say, you know, that prompted a memory in me, just when you said the bit about this, this memory from my childhood just popped up. And now you're in my head with me. It's a very connecting experience, especially if we both resonate on the thing. You know, if you're like, hey, I've, I've noticed I've been putting on a brave face around people, but part of me is like, fuck, I wonder if everyone's sick, you know, and I'm like hiding that from people. If somebody else feels that way, they can go, oh, thank God, me too. I thought I was crazy. If you can get them to that point where they go, oh, me too, because they've been inside you, non-sexually, or at least at this point, and they know what it's like to be you. Um, rather than what I'd say is the safe way I, pe I see people speak a lot, which is they talk about everything but what's going on inside themselves. They talk about, like what Joe was saying before, here's lots of new facts. Say, like, great, dude. I, you know, I've got Wikipedia if I want facts, bro. Like, I want to know about you. Not, not just your dreams, but how you feel about them, what you're thinking about them, the, the in-the-moment narrative of what's going on inside you. Um, what I'd suggest, and this is what's great for people who are doing like text-based conversation, is you can actually go read what you said and go, did that take the person inside me? Or could that have been written by anybody that had no personality to it? And you go, how would I change it to show them this is what I was thinking, this is what I was feeling, this is what went through me as you were speaking, you know. So that's, that would be my number one thing. And um, also challenge people, some people will be thinking, oh, you know, yeah, like in-person is irreplaceable. But I do, I do all my coaching via video call and I have epic, deep, life-changing conversations with people via video. Sometimes their video doesn't even work and I'm just talking to a black screen. So it's not impossible to connect via video or from a distance. My, my wife and I were apart for three months at one point and Skype was our relationship. And we got closer because we were forced, like, if you're just at home chilling on the couch, you can have a bit of conversation, look away, be distracted by TV or whatever. Skype, the kind of thing we're doing right now, it's just you and them talking. Like, it's kind of like you just have to be there and listen and talk. So it forces you to actually stay really present in a conversation and really engaged. And that can actually be something where you can come out of this experience better than you were at connecting because this kind of video connecting there's a reason it makes people uncomfortable it's actually quite intense you know um 
So I, I challenge, challenge people to, to push their comfort zone a bit there and try to have personal online conversations because they may be able to sort of up their game for when they go back to real life. Yeah, I really, I really love that. And I think it's absolutely true that you can develop deeper, deeper connection in just digital only and online video chat, even just texting, you can do it. But the key thing to be aware of is that you have to bring the conversation to an emotional level, much more than a rational level. We're not used to speaking that way. Most of us aren't used to speaking that way. And that's probably why a lot of us have struggled to connect, is that the, the connection doesn't get any closer. We're sharing facts, but we're not feeling closer as two people. So when I'm interested in developing a deeper connection with someone, I constantly need to consciously put myself in the mindset of what am I feeling? How do I communicate that? What do I think they're feeling? How do I go deeper on that? How do I invite them to ask that? And it, it changes the whole nature of the conversation. I might be talking about something random and then I see what I think is an emotional reaction, like a little start. Oh, wait, I saw something there. You looked really interested in that. What did you just feel? Right now, suddenly the conversation is at an emotional level, way, way more interesting than whatever I was just talking about. So it's a new process. It'll, it'll involve engaging some new skills and some new awareness, some new listening skills. Now you're not just listening to the words they're saying, you're listening to how they're saying them. You're looking at their eye contact, you're looking at their body language. It'll take some time to develop, but it is by far one of the most powerful skills you can come out of this 30 days with you go out into the real world and connect with that level of awareness and focus they're going to be a changed person love it man yeah, that's great that's a, it, it's it's crazy because you know hearing you guys say it so eloquently you know demonstrated like what I was mentioning before, right? Like how people come in with those facts. They like to talk about TV shows they're watching. They like to talk about other people and gossip and this and that, whatever. And they never go to, like you guys are saying, to the feeling. How is this making me feel? You know, what am I, what's been on? Because sometimes I wonder, like I was saying, with some of these conversations I've been having recently is like, you know, one of my friends is who, um, who has been sick and he's been home for a week. One of the first things I asked him was like, what's been on your mind, man? What are you thinking about? What's going through your head like this last week? And then he just opened up and shared so much and it was great. We had such a great call and a great connection um, because I just asked that one question, right? Because I was wondering, I was like, you know, you're sitting at home and well, the first call we had was very brief, um, but I was just checking up on him. It was a few days earlier and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm feeling like this, whatever. I'll call you back another time. He, he was, it was kind of later at night. But then the next call is like, what's going on in your mind, man? What are you thinking about? How are you feeling? You know, these types of things. And then he just, he opened up and, and we were able to connect a lot more. So I think that's super, super interesting. And, you know, I think about it even with some of my relationships that I have, even with family members and, and some other people where we have more of those logical types of, of conversations that are more factual and whatnot. And now that you guys have brought that up, it makes me even think more that once I have these conversations now, I'm going to start to ask some more of those emotional type of things so how are you feeling you know what do you think about this you know those types of things versus rather just you know like you said these facts stating or these facts are getting thrown all around in these surface level things and these surface level conversations we all know them. we've had them right we have them uh definitely on the dating apps i have them in person a lot oh hey where are you from oh, okay um 
you know, what do you think of this place? What, what do you think of the city? And it's a lot of surface level type of stuff. And, you know, that's great, but you never actually really wind up connecting with people. Now, um, one thing I'm good at is, is building physical connections and, and emotional and stuff like that, like where sometimes we can talk um, the more surface level, but things will kind of escalate you know, physically and other stuff. Like this is when I'm, when I'm meeting women where we could kind of get away with a little more of a shallow type of conversation. But like, like we we're saying, that whole physical presence element is completely gone now, right? We, we can't use that element. So with that being gone, we really have to really rely on our words. And, and it was just great how Dan had mentioned, you know, just getting deeper in there and connecting on that emotional level because that is going to be the deepest way to connect nowadays. And it's funny you mentioned that because I remember I had a girl who I had met in person and it was great. And then we, we were talking on the phone for a few months before we linked back up. And I remember the phone conversations because like you said, there's nothing else like you guys said, there's nothing else to be distracted by. It was, a, they were very deep conversations and we built a lot of connection, like a very deep connection over the phone calls where we got together in person and it was almost different than the phone calls. I have a friend of mine who has a long distance relationship. He said the same thing where like, it's very different talking on the phone and talking so much and then being in person with all the distractions. Sometimes you don't talk as much and the connection actually feels even less than it had on the phone, which I think is, you know, it's really crazy you brought that up because I've seen examples of that as well too. So that being said, you know, this is a, a time where you can absolutely connect and on a deeper level with people and looking forward to down the line, meeting up with somebody in person. So. So let's, uh, well, let's look at sort of final points, you know, what other stuff you guys have on your, on your list and on your minds that you think can add some value um, to people who are looking to socialize at the moment, meet new people, create connections. I think the third category that I had, we could probably throw a few ideas out for everyone. And that is how do you date? So you've met someone, you've started a connection, you've reconnected with high school sweetheart or whatever has happened. Um, what next? And I've got a few ideas, but I have not tested them out much myself. And um, this is where real creativity, I guess, comes in. So, you know, assuming that you are completely unable to meet face to face for reasons of safety and so on. The most obvious one to me is what I think of as the virtual dinner date. Get on Zoom, you know, put your laptop on the dinner table. You cook some pasta, she cooks some pasta, and you have a real, you know, lady in the tramp kind of dinner, right? You're sitting there just really trying to connect and spending time together, doing something that feels as close to normal and date-like as possible. Break out the candle, whatever, whatever you got to do. You're creating an environment here and, and going through that extra bit of creative attention to create that kind of experience for her that otherwise she just feels locked up and isolated and you know nobody there i think there's a lot that we can do there as men and the women on this call too to create an experience even though it's online something you guys may not know this software that we're using right now is called zoom and it is free for up to i think it's unlimited for a one-to-one -one conversation and if you have more than one person it's like limited to 40 minutes so you can catch up with your friends but it's it's kind of perfect for a one-to-one -one date you can go for hours you can even record it i think you know if you wanted to watch it show it to your grandkids someday you know <laughs> so yeah i'd encourage you to be very creative with that 
Um, another that's come to mind, most of us have decent phones with like WhatsApp or Facebook installed. Most of them have video calling. Most of us have decent enough data plans that you could go for a walk together. You go to the park, she goes to the park, you're both on video chat showing the birds and showing the nature and chatting and connecting. Um, if you've got a headset plugged into your phone, even better. You, sh you can hear each other better. Um, I don't know, what do, you, what do you guys think? What would you do in this situation? Um, so I actually have had a date in, in, in the last week because I, I kind of wanted to keep this stuff alive for a bit. And, I, you know, I'm contemplating where this goes and whatever. And obviously what, what laws and whatever stuff they implement, you know, if, we're, if, we're, if it's, uh, you know, they talk about eventually even enforcing, you know, people staying in their house and stuff. I mean, we'll see what that gets to. But that being said, I have had a date in the last week. I have some friends um, who I go out with who have had as well. You know, your obvious choices are going to be out. You know, you can't meet up at a comedy show. You can't meet up at some type of festival you can't, or, or, or whatever, some, some event. You can't meet up at a bar for drinks. You can't go to a restaurant. You, you can't go to a movie. You can't go to anything that's going to be a normal type of date that you would have rather gone on. Now, that being said, you can't meet up, and there are some other things that you've done. So what I did was I had um, a girl come by, and you know I didn't want to just bring her right into my house. You know, And a lot of guys are like, oh, this is a great opportunity to just have the girl come over to watch a movie or whatever. Now, look, if somebody's new and you don't really know them that well, it can be uncomfortable to bring it right over. So one thing I told her and we did was, she came by and we actually went for a drive, which was actually worked out really well. It was cool. And I was like, yeah, let's just go drive through downtown and see how things look. And if it's a ghost town or whatever or not, it was actually really fun and interesting to see. I mean, they had actually, they boarded up the bars here, like the whole street with all the bars. They, they boarded up the windows and everything. I mean, it's crazy. It just how everything looked. Um, so we did that. That was great. If you have your own place, you want to make some food with, with somebody and make a meal, you could do that as well too. Uh, weather's good where I'm at. So going for a hike is, is good. Another friend of mine had a date last night and said he did some stargazing with a girl, just laid a, a blanket out and just looked at the stars, which I thought was cool. And like I said, you know, this is all depending on if you guys have that connection, if the other person's okay with it and comfortable with it and whatever or not. And also if it's legal where you're living too, you know, as far as where we're at now, you know, they're encouraging you to stay home, but you know, you can get together with five or less people or something like that. So it's not illegal for me even with my friend two days ago to go on a hike with my friend. And it is pretty much isolated. It's not like we're with a whole bunch of people around. It's me and him out in the wilderness in the woods, you know? Um, so there are some activities and some things that you can do. Um, that being said, you may find that, um, you know, the girl who I went out with, I had already met in person. So we built a, a connection, texted for a few days. And that was, that was very easy to get her to meet up. But if it's somebody that you met off a dating app or, or don't know very well, you may have to use the other things that we've talked about to build a little bit of a connection first before someone would be open to meeting you in person. And, you know, you have to get a little bit creative, but you don't have to get crazy creative and nothing extravagant and over the top. Think about what you would do on your free time, right? And stuff that you would like to do. You know, would you make a dinner for yourself? Is there a show that you want to watch? Um, is there a place that you want to visit? Like I love hiking in nature spots, right? And, and, this stuff is very easy and natural for me to now invite somebody along with. So I've had success with that. And I think you guys can definitely do that as well, too, depending on where your rules and regulations and other stuff are where you're at. But, um, you know, as far as I know the U.S., you can't you, you can still talk to you can leave your house a bit. You know, you're not maybe you're not supposed to go to huge, large gatherings with, I guess, 10 or more people is the thing. 
But, you know, for you to do a one-on-one date with somebody that you know, uh, you do one or two of those a week, uh, that, that, that seems to be uh, fine by me. I'm a rule breaker anyway, as it is, but uh, I'm willing to take the risk to meet uh, one person. But, uh, you know, that may change in a few weeks here. So the, these things, this is very volatile. But that's what I've done in the last week, and I've had successful. So just want to share that. Yeah, I think the law makes a big difference. Uh, in New Zealand, we're on full lockdown. You can't go meet with anyone unless you're already living with them. Um, and I think, uh, you know, as, as you guys are talking, there's a kind of a combination of ideas that come together, you know, that if you think of it, like from start to finish, you reach out to someone through either online or messaging, you start building a little connection back and forth. Then you can kind of combine what Mike was saying with your first meeting, which is you jump on and what Joe was saying, you jump on FaceTime or whatever, just to kind of escalate from texting because you're both sitting at home with nothing to do anyway. And then you get your phone and you take them on a little tour of your house or you show them the puzzle that you've been working on or you challenge them to a game of chess where they have to set up their own board at their place. And and you just naturally take them through what you would be doing. You don't just have to sit there and talk actually like we're doing, but that's got a purpose. But show them your life. Take them on a little ticky tour of what you're doing. You can even just quietly sit and watch a show together. You know, I think Facebook's got these watch parties this doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to be intense. Um, and I think a lot of people are actually quite interested what the experience is like for everybody else right now. So what kind of house do you have to stay stuck in compared to theirs? And, you know, how's your toilet paper situation? You can take them on a fun little tour of your house, showing them, you know, your survival plan or whatever it is you got going on. You can do yoga and workouts together if you're that kind of person or whatever you can eat together say, come join me for lunch rather than let's get on a Skype call. They'll be like, what are you talking about? And you just, you know, you're calling them and there you are eating a sandwich. Like, what have you got? You starving yet or what? And you just have a little chat. Um, but I think one of the key things coming through from this conversation for me is that it is not over. There's really, this is actually just a bump in the road if you're really determined to socialize. It's just an adjustment. For anybody who's thinking, you know, well, I have to wait till it's over. That's a terrible perspective to have because it might be fucking ages. Like I was just telling uh, the guys, I think I was telling Joe before we jumped on live. um, My wife's been given a visa until September. Um, That tells you what the government's kind of prepared for. That's a long fucking way away. And that's them probably still just guessing what they're going to need. So they're telling us four weeks, but I suspect that this, at least distancing socially, is going to last for quite some time. And rather than just sitting back on your couch and eating chips like this is a brief holiday, I think what we're talking about, and maybe what we'll dive into now, is this is now a lifestyle adjustment. This is something that it's probably best serves you to treat this more permanent than temporary. And rather than getting down in the dumps about it or hoping it will end, going, okay, well, what's a great life in this situation? What would that look like? How do I make the most of it? How do I make it so that life can't stop me working on what I'm working on and doing what I want to do? So I think in, in that realm, and to sort of to, to start wrapping this up, I, I was really interested in Joe's point before of actually everything outside of socializing, all the other stuff. So why don't we sort of finish up by giving some opinions and thoughts on 
how to make the most of the situation in general, how to make yourself have a great life while this lockdown type situation is happening. What are you guys thoughts? You want to start with your thoughts, Joe? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, that was, it was one of my main points I had on this because um, now here's something you have to remember as you guys are watching this. I remember hearing this years ago. Okay. And I'll give another, another example. There was a dating instructor who had a whole method of meeting women. And one thing he said on a call was, he said, you know, I don't really use too much humor and stuff in my interactions. I don't really worry about it. And, he talk, and then he talked about all his other stuff in his method. But then I said, is he saying that because he doesn't do it? Or is he saying that because it's something that's so natural to him that he doesn't have to think about it? Because then I would see some of the stuff that he would say that he was saying. And there was a lot, there's actually a lot of humor in it. And I said, oh, he's not emphasizing teaching it because it's such a part of him. And the reason I bring this up is because, you know, one of my main points and my main focuses is working on goals and things in other areas. That's one of my main things. And the reason that's one of my main things is because socializing is a natural part of my life. I don't care for a lockdown or whatever. I'm always going to text my friends. I'm always going to FaceTime. I'm always going to call them. So for me, I haven't had to necessarily, now we're sharing this with you guys because, you know, this is our expertise and my expertise, especially with the social stuff. We're sharing this with you guys because we want to give you, um, you know, some stuff that you can, that can implement and that we've been doing. Right. But for me, like, I know I'm going to do that no matter what. So that hasn't been at the forefront of my mind. It's just something I naturally do anyway. And it's been fun to do FaceTime and chats and all this other stuff. And, and that's been really cool. But for me, I'm thinking more so my main focus is how can I stay somewhat productive? Okay. What I was thinking was I could come out of this in two ways. I was even joking with the guys before I was something, right? Did I even say it on the call here, right? Like that, I, that I've sent girls. I could come out of this 25 pounds lighter or 50 pounds heavier. Only time will tell, right? It's like a funny little thing I've sent girls. Um, but that is really the truth of this, right? Do you want to come out of this with a lot of work to do? Do you want to come out of this? you know, deflated and defeated and, and really worn down? Or I was thinking, how awesome would it be if I came out of this feeling good, energized, refreshed, looking good with some new information? How cool would that be if once it's time to go back out and socialize, that's what I bring back out into the world? And, you know, like Dan said, we'll still socialize during this. So we're going to do our best to do that for sure. Um, but for me, that's kind of been my main focus. So the first week, like I mentioned, I did a little bit of a vacation and I ate a little more chips than I should have and stuff here and there and then I said look like the, like like you guys are mentioning we may be in this for a little bit okay this this could this could be four months who knows how long this thing could be so we do have to adapt our lifestyle to this now so I told myself I said look I'm gonna make sure I'm eating good food okay I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take care of my diet and control that so when I you know I always I just feel better when I and my main thing, there's been a couple of main things. One of my main things is definitely fitness for sure. I've made sure that I get some type of exercise in every single day. And the days where I lift weights, because I have um, just a barbell here with some weights. Um, I have a friend who has a home gym. And I mean, I have some exercise bands, not really too much stuff. And even if you don't have that, there's still exercises you can do. A million of them on YouTube. You could always look up at-home workouts. But even if I'm not doing a resistance exercise, I go for a walk every single morning. That's been my goal. Every morning before I eat breakfast, even if it's just around my neighborhood, I go for a walk just to get a little bit of cardio in, take some deep breathing in. Uh, I leave my phone at home, so it's kind of like a, um, a walking meditation, taking deep breaths and clearing my mind. I do that every morning, and then I'll work out later in the day. So today, I've already walked for a couple miles, and then a couple hours later, uh, did a weight training workout before I got on the call with you guys. So that's been really key is fitness, because I want to come out of this in better shape. That's been huge for me. Um, the second thing that's been important for me personally is I have a lot of books that I haven't read. 
okay? And I know when I read books, I have much more interesting things to talk about. I find uh, a lot of great value to share with people. I become a better coach, all that stuff. And I feel a great sense of accomplishment as well, too. There's things that are unfinished in the back of your mind, and this just goes for in general. Now is a perfect time to tie off closed ends and finish things that you've started, okay? One of my favorite things is when I'm reading, on the, I use the Kindle app on the phone. When I get to that last page and it says, other book suggestions for you, congratulations, right? And then on my Kindle it says read, and now that book is done, and I can kind of move on to the next one. It feels good to have that little sense of accomplishment. Go around your house and find some things you could maybe list and sell on eBay or something. Clean up and, and, and maybe make a bag of clothes to donate to your house. You know, minim, minimize some of these things and clutter you have going around. Tie up these loose ends. Do these things that you've been putting off. All of that adds to your mental clarity and your peace. So that's another huge thing that I've been doing. And I was even telling my buddy the other day, like, there's sometimes there's so much to do in this situation. We're like, man, I really want to be productive, right? I know I'm sharing a lot. But set very small, simple things that you could do. Like I said, for me, a walk in the morning. And then in general, I'm saying, what's one thing I could do today? Just one thing. Even if it's just one goal or one thing to accomplish you know this was i my workouts are kind of on autopilot like i said i don't think about about those as much now since i'm locked in on them but i said okay i have the call with the guys today and and um that'll be one one cool thing that i could do today and give value and accomplish right so that was my one to do for today now i'll get other things done for sure but that was that one thing that i really wanted to get accomplished today so picking one thing that you could do to stay productive even if people are working from home i'm hearing they don't have too much work or whatnot a little something look you know, Tony Robbins says progress is happiness. And I believe happiness is very multifaceted. There's a lot of things to happiness. But I do believe in that is if you are making some progress, you are going to be happy, right? Evidence of life is growth. When they zoom in on a microscope to see if something's alive, they see if it's actually growing because growth is an indication of life. And if you're, sta if you're getting stale, if you're actually regressing, which is even worse, you're going to feel like crap, especially you add isolation on top of that. So it's very, very important to do something for your growth, okay? I told a friend of mine I'm interested in learning Spanish, so someone gave me some Spanish tapes to add. And look, take them, take, if there's one action step you could do, I know I'm giving you lots of things to work on and, and the other guys will too here. You take 10 minutes, put your phone on silent, take 10 minutes and make a list of what are some things that I'd like to work on or get better at or accomplish that I know would make me feel happier or move me closer to my goals, something that, I, that I'd really like to do. Make a little list of what those are, and then that could be your one thing every day to start to work on one of those. Or if it's a game plan, like if accomplishing one of those things takes a plan, then just break it down into small pieces and do one of those each day. So I think that is very huge because I want you guys to use this time to move yourself forward in a better direction in your life because this will pass just like everything else. And it just scares me to come out of this in a much worse place with a lot of work to do because I had it all this time. You know, there's a lot of things that we absolutely can do and take care of. You know, one of my first fitness tips I give people is if you want to get in shape, cook most of your food and eat at home, right? Because it's usually eating out that gets you out of shape. So now we really don't have that option as much. Yeah, there is, there is takeout food. That's true. But for the most part, a lot more people are buying groceries, as we can see, because they're gone from the grocery store. So this is a great opportunity for you now to be very diligent with your diet and take care of what you're eating. You know, try going keto or try carnivore, or try a vegetarian challenge or try a low carb diet or weighing your macros, whatever you want to do. This is a great time to try all that now and do that. So I, I just really encourage you guys to 
you know, do something productive with this time that you have, something productive to you by your definition. And not only will it move you towards your goals, but you'll just feel so much happier for it. So those are some of the things that I'm working on. And uh, I think that is one of the most important points and things to take out of all of this. And you don't hear many people saying that. They're all worried about this and worried about that, all this other stuff. But let's use this as an opportunity to really come out better. That's just my spiel on it. Yeah, I love that, man. And there's so much good stuff there. And so many of them relate so strongly to the stuff that I've been working on. And I love the the uh, analogy going to come out of this either 50 pounds heavier or 25 pounds leaner. I always think of, you know, 30 days from now or 60 days from now or whatever, you go out on the streets, half the people are going to look like, you know, I don't know, Schwarzenegger. And half the people are going to look like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, right? It just depends on how, what they do for the next 30 days. So the only thing is I can really add to, to Joe's comments are like, I always model my life around a thing I call lifestyle design and there are five areas. So with, with the lockdown, it's really easy for me to see where things have gotten knocked sideways. So obviously social connection that's gotten knocked sideways, dating and relationships, uh, fitness, gyms are closed. I can't do my normal gym routine and nutrition. Now, the food that I have available is no longer as much fresh fruits and vegetables. It's been, it's been affected. So those are the areas I focus on. So my focus right now is learning calisthenics, something I always meant to learn anyway. Now I'm just like sucking down YouTube videos. And in fact, I'm going to run a calisthenics class for the Burjo guys later today where we're just going to do a workout together and figure it out as best as we can. Joe, you should come along to that if you can. Joe's a fitness trainer, by the way, uh, in one of his past lives. So uh, another thing is, yeah, I'm in this space and I've got more free time. Do some minimalization. There's so much crap here that I don't need. It's time to get through, sort it out, put it in boxes, bags, identify stuff I'm going to trash, identify stuff I'm going to disinfect and then give away, you know, um, learn cooking. You know, there's so many things that we always say to ourselves, someday I'm going to do that. Today is that day. Today is the day to start working on those things. Even if you just spend half an hour a day watching YouTube videos and learning about it, you're going to come out ahead, much further ahead in that area of your life than you've, you've been in the past. So um, don't, don't go into hibernation mode. Don't come out being a golem. You know, this is your opportunity to really build something special. So see this as an opportunity. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't have anything better to add than what you guys have said. What I'd say is something more, I think, on a philosophical level. We're seeing people do two types of reactions in general to this, panicking and hoarding toilet paper, or pretending like nothing's happening and going up and touching strangers and in complete denial. And what we're seeing, they're both fear reactions. They're reactions to the wake-up call that this thing has brought about for us, which is, by the way, life is incredibly fragile and we are completely powerless in the face of nature. If nature decides that we're done, then we're done. And a lot of people have spent most of their life in blissful ignorance of that. What we're seeing now is how fucking lucky we are to be alive at all and a lot of people have got their priorities all screwed up 
and now they're being forced to stop and breathe and think for maybe the first time in decades. So what I'd suggest is now's the time for you to revisit the deep questions. Why am I here? What am I going to make of this life? What's really important to me and does my behavior line up with that? If I go around saying my friends and family are the most important things to me, but I work 60 hours a week, then I'm bullshitting myself. This is the time for you to go, look, if we really are going to get wiped out by something, would I be happy with the way I've lived my life? Would I be satisfied with how I prioritize my time and what I chose to focus on? Because now's the time to finally suck it up and face the truth if the answer to that is no. If the answer is I've been wasting my life, I've been focused on needy short-term objectives rather than what really matters to me. I've been neglecting the people I love. Whatever it is that you have to face in this time. Now's the time for a rewrite. You've got this breathing space where you can reset. I personally like, one of the things I love about this is I did my reset quite some time ago. And so something like this doesn't change anything for me. I'm like, yeah, I just, just keep doing what I'm doing because I'm, I'm fucking on track. But I wasn't. You know, there was a time where I made a big list of everything that's really important to me. And then I looked at the way I lived my life and there were two different lists. I was like, I'm, I'm not spending time with the people who are important to me. I'm not doing the work that matters to me. I'm more worried about money than I am about connection. No one, I'm fucking miserable, right? So if that's you, if you being alone with yourself and having to listen to your own thoughts is very uncomfortable and unpleasant, it's probably because you're living out of alignment with what you know is important. So wake the fuck up. Now's mm. your chance. Now's your chance. As these guys have said, <laughs> what you're hearing from Joe and Mike is two guys who are on track going, okay, so I know how to make the most of this situation. If you're somebody just sitting there binging on Netflix, trying to avoid any acknowledgement of your own thoughts and feelings that have come up now that you have to be silent for a while. Yeah. Now's the time, you know, um, Now's the time to stop and go, yes, I am afraid of death. I am afraid that life is fragile. So why don't I use that fear as a motivator? How do I make sure that if time is up, I won't go, fuck, I've missed out. I'll be able to go, yep, I made the most of it. If time's up, so be it. So that's my thoughts on this. Um, and I'm actually, I'm inspired to see that some people are doing that there's been a huge surge in people connecting with friends and family. There's been a surge in people reading books and getting into self-development and people, there's been a surge of interest in home workouts and stuff like that. I'm seeing a lot of people go, okay, I can stop and breathe for a second. What the fuck am I doing with my life? What actually matters when I'm lonely? Who do I actually yearn to reach out to and so on, allowing those feelings to guide them. Why don't we start uh, wrapping things up? What are your guys sort of, final thoughts or top tips that you want to leave people with before we close off? I'd say one, one top thing that I wanted to make certain everyone is always aware of is that the whole point of having the Brojo community is to support each of us in building the best lives we can. And that goes double right now for the situation we're in. If you're struggling or you find yourself backsliding or you find yourself feeling isolated or unable to deal with anxiety, let us know. That's what we're there for. 
Um, you've got a whole group of friends that wants to be social and wants to keep growing, and they're there to help you do the same. So make good use of it. Make good use of the Brojo University. Keep learning. Dan and I keep pumping out tons and tons of our best ideas in the form of courses, and it's there for you. If you're not using it, you're, you're missing out, especially if you've got spare time right now where you're just watching Netflix and trying to, trying to burn through the next 30 days. You're going to see Joe a lot more in the online community as well. So definitely ask him your questions on dating and relationships and connection. When you encounter a struggle, he's there to help give you some perspective and advice. And we'll be doing a lot more of these types of video chats and one-to-one -one stuff and probably do some courses together too, Joe. We're going to do a whole yeah, awesome. bunch of great stuff. So connect in with your friends, start with Brojo, and then work your way outward from there in the rest of your social world. I think that's the easiest way for you to feel connected and feel supported and feel like you're on the right track. Your growth, open up and keep going. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I can't add anything to that. You guys said it absolutely perfectly, you know, and then Dan, your message was uh, so true and so powerful. And, and it's funny because my friend who I was telling you guys, I connected with a couple of days ago, I haven't seen in a while. Um, one thing that I said several times and I even told him, I was like, I know I bring this up a lot is, was deep questions. So those questions you mentioned were fantastic. You know, those are questions that I ask myself very regularly, you know, is this how I want to spend my life? At the end of my life, am I going to be proud of what I'm doing? Is my day-to-day -day something that I find fulfilling? You know, those things that you said, now is the time to really ask those things and make sure that you're living that life that you want because anything can happen. It can be gone at any moment. And now we have a little bit of a break to really think of what you really want. So uh, that is just so awesome. And, you know, you guys give so much great information. So I just want to say thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm happy to help you guys out and just be, be a part of this. You know, I, I really think you guys are so great and everything you're doing. And, um, you know, we're so in line that, you know, as we do these calls, you know, I hear you guys say things and I was like, Oh yeah. Like, uh, like I agree. I, I agree with that. I agree. With that. I know, I know we can't, we, we're all trying to share different things. You know, it's a good call. We're all bringing a little different piece, but I mean, everything you guys are saying, I mean, it's just such great high value stuff. So, you know, if we could live, a fantastic life that we really enjoy and you know be great to each other i mean that's what it's really all about so i believe we can not only survive but thrive in this time so that's what i encourage everyone to do and lots of love and thanks for everyone for having me here for sure yeah well thank you for being here joe and and as we said at the start this was uh such a great way to introduce you to those who don't already know you in the community and kind of formalize your your role within the community um and we'll look to see how that develops and expect to see more of us having these three-way echo chamber agreements i guess no um we'll have to disagree on something at some point i don't know maybe yeah. some yeah. minor details um but yeah thank you everybody who came and joined us for the live stream and watch feel free to send your questions through uh info at brojo.org and we'll make sure they get to the the right coach who's got the expertise to answer them we'll post a recording of this up on youtube probably and of course you'll be able to access it through the the brojo group there and it's just the beginning beautiful relationship we will see you guys all next time <laughs>